His name is Simon. Na, 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 na. Simon the cat. Na, da, 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 da. His name is Simon. Did you ever used to watch that Kipper? It was Kipper the dog, wasn't it? Kipper, Kipper the, the dog. Beth and, Beth and Chip. And was it Kipper? Biff and Chip. Kipper. Was Kipper part of Biff and Chip? I don't know. What the, no, that was Floppy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Because I had a dog. Floppy. My dog looked like Floppy. Uh, who, is, who the fuck is uh, Kipper? Hang on. Kipper was a dog Kipper, as well. Kipper the dog. Yeah, he was yeah, a he dog was. that had like a little, oh, yeah, little short cartoons him. and he hid inside a slipper and all that kind of stuff. Right? Yeah, yeah. He's the he's like the brown dog with the white nose and the little ears. Yeah. Yeah, let's... Yeah. Why did that just come into my head? Here's another thing, Simon. A floppy Do you came remember... into your head. Sorry? Nothing. What? Cool. Do you remember um, Old Bear? I don't think so. Uh, I had an audio book, but I can't remember what it actually if it was a TV show or a series of books or something. It was like, read us a story, old bear. We'll all gather round. That's how it went. Did you, you ever have that? No, never had that one. Sit in your favorite chair. Listeners who know old bear, please let me know. You should play some of it. You should just um, replace this podcast with an hour just and an a half audio book of, of bear. Of, uh, of old bear hang on yeah. old bear stories yeah okay At the bottom option there when i was searching was old bearded man um old bear and friends 8.6 out of 10 on imdb simon old bear and friends that reminds me of a video First I, air date. Uh, reminds me of a video i watched called naked bear at the strip club of course it fucking did and uh, 1993 <laughs> is when this aired so yeah i would have been watching this when i was a little and Oh, wow. oh, that's nice. That's cute. Let's talk about games and violence and death and sex and stuff. That should be the new introduction to this show, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm in Jaden, FBI. Victor Goddamn Sullivan. Booker DeWitt. Solid Snake. Commander Shepard. Morton Sullivan. You're listening to PlayStation. 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 PlayStation Radio. Radio. Radio UK. This is PlayStation Radio UK. <laughs> PlayStation Radio UK. It's Wednesday, the 12th of October, 2016. What was that? Because that was the hard bit. Yeah. 2016, and it's 2029 in the evening. My name's Ben. Simon is here. Hello, Ben. Hello, Simon. How's it going? How are you doing? Not bad. Um, I've been making job stuff going. Well, I had a couple of freelance shifts. Um, and, and the company that I get those shifts for has moved into the city centre of Glasgow. And as oh, I'm selfish, as I'm now closer to Edinburgh, it means I have to drive to Linlithgow, then get on the train at Linlithgow, and then get the train to Glasgow, and then walk to the office. And how shit is in Linlithgow, right? Am I right? In Linlithgow, mm, it's actually it's actually quite nice. But the the problem with that is it takes so fucking long, and it costs twenty quid for a ticket on the train. 
And it, you know, with all that commuting, it's just not even worth doing. You should just um, come to stay with me on, with that commute money instead. But the actual shifts themselves Ignored. were good. Good. I got to play with the new, the newest police officers for Police Scotland. You got to play with them. They were puppies. Are they like robots? They were puppies. Oh, so nice. Cute. It was so yeah, they, cute. They'd be shit at fighting crime. Yeah, they were little sniffer dogs. Well, they're going to be sniffer dogs, but um, were they sniffling? They cute. They were. I was actually worried because I thought they were going to be like fully trained, and I was like, oh god, I wonder if anything's on my jacket. What's they're going to find stuff on me. <laughs> All the fucking eckies. They planted something. <laughs> uh, they wouldn't have to plant stuff on you, though, would they? You know, fucking this reminds me of something. Go on. In Britain, when you are talking to strangers or you're just you meet someone who happens <laughs> to have a dog, you can't talk to strangers. or if they don't have a dog, there's a social etiquette there, okay? Right. And if you don't adhere to social etiquette in Britain. You're an outsider, and you're strange, and you will be ostracised by society, okay? And you voted for Brexit. <laughs> Here's the thing. What are you meant to do when a dog comes up and sniffs your balls? You might have just fucking it's... whip him out. <laughs> Show that dog his boss. I doubt that. But yeah, it's something I've always wondered, because every time that happens, it's very, very awkward. You want to know what I would do in that situation? What? kind of laugh it off so that imagine the dog is like muzzled deep in your crotch unexpectedly laugh you, about you it you just sort of you just sort of lean lean away from the dog put your hands sort of around its head like you're giving it a fuzz and go oh, oh hello like that and then that's it situation diffused i have just come up with a much better solution than that okay, and i credit it. i credit it to your your seed that you just planted here's oh, the thing dear. go on you you ruffle its hair and, and wring its neck you look at everyone else in the room and you say, bitches love my junk. <laughs> what? Because that's not even that's not remotely dog. clever. That's terrible. <laughs> it just it would at least def- you know, diffuse the situation. You're obscene, Simon. This is a stranger, remember? <laughs> it's like, hey, <laughs> but your dog loves penis, am I right? Who the fuck are you? <laughs> Who is this guy? <laughs> okay um, but yeah other than that I have been working on my documentary good and I've got the you first any more two interviews then in. sorry oh, has anyone else died as well sorry no not yet no oh, yeah, this guy right? that's the finale this guy's had a heart attack though oh what while you were filming <laughs> no no just like over the past few months okay um, but yeah and it's going well it's going well Good, glad to hear what, what it. You? Look forward to hearing more. What about me? I've had a crazy few days, Simon. Crazy! Early night last night? No, not even, actually. <laughs> not even a, an early night. Last week, I was working on WhatCulture.com's wrestling promotion, What Culture Pro Wrestling. Mm-hmm. So we put on a show in Newcastle, then we put on another show in Newcastle the next night, and then straight after that show, we all bundled into several cars and went to Manchester for a 2,500-seater event the next night. It was crazy, and, these, and I was exhausted. Did these sell out? Yeah. So how big would it... How big is a WWE one? How many seats are they? Oh, like tens of thousands, but they, they go to like proper stadiums, arenas, that kind of stuff. This is much yeah. smaller. Uh, but it's, it's, you so, know, it's bigger than I thought it would be, considering it's brand yeah. new. 
does does very well and and i realize that i'm very much riding the coattails of of the far more popular and successful people that actually work at what culture that they're really there to see but i keep getting recognized simon and it's really mm. weird really weird i've had a few people ask me for photos uh i had someone ask for an autograph which i thought was very weird and then uh on on the thursday night i was queuing up to use the bathroom and um some guy pissed out of his skull walked past and he just goes uh do you work on the website and i said yeah kind of embarrassed he went oh well, I don't know who you are, but my mate says you're famous, so good for you. And then he just pats me on the chest with his wet hands and walks off. It was it was, <laughs> it was the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to me. Because oh, I'm absolutely not famous at all. But on the Saturday, when we were in Manchester for that show, I actually went to the Play Expo during the day, the gaming convention. Okay. Silence, just tumbleweeds. Yeah. It was, I've never heard of it. <laughs> yeah, there's a reason. It's pretty shit. On the website advertising what was there, they had a section, Simon, and you'll love this, called Next Gen Games. Next mm. Gen. With, with three, what, three, nearly four years in? Next Gen. And yeah. uh, in that section, there was WWE 2K17, Pro Evo 2017, and to be fair to them, Battlezone VR. But that was it. Those were the only games there that were running on PS4 or Xbox One. Those three. The rest of it was. So everything else was indie? It was a huge indie section, huge retro section with tons of PS1s and stuff set up. And then it was just like a massive market, essentially, where you could buy shit. Mm. Um, And like the presentation wasn't really there. It It was in a big warehouse at Event City in Manchester. But. They didn't have any curtains up hiding the horrible bare walls or any decoration or anything. It really, as much as we like EGX but have grown more tired of it, it makes you appreciate how much effort goes into actually making those shows look really good. Uh, Because this one was just like they just bundled a load of stuff in a room. Uh, I will be doing some coverage of that, but that will be happening at uh, on the What Culture Gaming channel. But yeah, anyway, that, that night... Or the, sorry, the Friday night when we finished at the Newcastle show, we all got straight in a car and went to Manchester, didn't arrive until about 3 or 4 a.m. And then worked all day, then jumped in a van after the show at the Manchester one, left at about half midnight, and then got, I was, I walked back in the door uh, at my house at 5 a.m. on Sunday morning. And I was just wrecked. And I've slowly been catching up the past few days, but I'm absolutely knackered, Simon. I'm knackered. Tumbleweeds again. He just doesn't care. And you've also been playing WWE 2K17? 17, yeah, I have. Loads of people want to hear about that. So let's get on with it, shall we? Game (laughs) of the week. Yes, so I guess the game of the week is Mafia 3. Three, three. It's Mario. Me. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, you I know, I actually, I forgot to mention that I got a package in the mail, delivered to Princess Thornton. Oh, who could that be from? I, 
I scratched my head a moment and thought, who would send something like that? Ben Potter would. And Ben had the very nice idea, drunken idea, probably, it to was send actually. me Mafia 3. You're very welcome. I hope you enjoy it. Although the reviews have been coming out and they are not kind. <laughs> that's, some, that's something I, I can't speak to yet. I've only played the first couple of hours. Mm-hmm. And the opening's really good. Um, very cinematic like Mafia 2 was. Mm-hmm. Uh, very the settings very set in its era like Mafia 2 was yeah uh, albeit Mafia 3 is a few like a decade later or a bit more than a it's decade in the, later yeah, in the 70s this one I think or the 60s and how much more money they must have spent on the licensed music in this game is insane it's got a good soundtrack right every single song on the radio is like a hit song from the 70s nice and that era of music it's just incredible. So, um, yeah, really cool stuff. Yeah, I, uh, I um, unfortunately but... haven't had a chance to play it yet because I've been really busy. And then 2K17 got a code for that yesterday and I'm, I'm reviewing that. So I was working from home for half of yesterday and, and a bit this morning as well just to try and get as much played as possible because my internet at yeah. home is faster than in the office. So I downloaded it here instead. Um, but no, I haven't played Mafia 3 yet, and even though it hasn't been reviewed incredibly well, I would like to point out that I think Mafia 2 is sitting on like a 79 on Metacritic, and we loved that game. And that was all about the story, that was all about the setting. This is on a 68. It's on a 68, okay, so considerably lower, but yeah. apparently the story and characters are really what holds it together, and that's really important to me, so I'm, I'm willing to give it a go. I'm willing to give it a try. Yeah, same. I mean, I'm very... Um, I'm, I'm very loudly spoken. What's out. The, how do you say that? Very out, very, outspoken. Very outspoken, yes. Brain fart. I'm very outspoken about about not liking repetitive gameplay after my MGS5 mm-hmm. review. But at least this has, and I've not played it to get to a repetitive point yet, but if it does get repetitive, at least there's a, a, like a genuinely gripping story behind right. it. Whereas MGS5 for me was a shit story <laughs> that never needed to be yes. told. Um. So even if it is repetitive when I get into it, I'll be more willing to forgive it. But one thing that's worth mentioning is Mafia 2, its biggest complaints were that there wasn't anything to do outside of the main quest. Right. You know, it was just the main quest. And it was set in a sandbox, but the sandbox wasn't... It wasn't like GTA where it's populated with little mini quests you can do, even just going to like buy a hot dog or something. This seems, looking at some of their uh, criticisms, like the opposite. It seems like people aren't liking. There's that too much generic padded, stuff. It, padded out too much. Yeah, too much generic sandbox stuff. And you know, this generation of consoles has just got so much of that. Ever since things like Destiny and, and stuff did so yeah. well, um, and and all these Ubisoft games that have kind of as as much as they aren't as successful as as they probably should be for Ubisoft, things like Watch Dogs, they have set a trend. You know, mm-hmm. um, I guess it's like a delayed hangover from Assassin's Creed. Right. Um, everything is just in that formula. It's a bit of a shame, mm-hmm. really. It's a bit of a shame that a game that, and I've not played it yet, so I can't, I, I can't really comment on the specifics of the gameplay. But a game that is telling a really unique story and really pushing the boat out in terms of the themes it's trying to tackle, things like racism and, and all that and all that kind of stuff. How come the people working in the same company in the gameplay department didn't do the same? 
they didn't try and forward that gameplay movement. Um, seems like a bit of a shame. Yeah, I suppose it is. I suppose it is. I haven't actually played an open world game in a little while, so I might be more, perhaps more forgiving of those generic mm. things. And it sounds like it's the kind of generic stuff, from what I understand, that I actually kind of like where yeah there, there may be a completely overwhelming amount of bullshit on your map like uh, assassin's creed but it's stuff okay. like taking out local crime lords to to take over their territory and slowly you take over the city i quite i find that quite satisfying in a way even if it does get repetitive yeah i you know I was thinking about this, and I actually I haven't got to the points of so I, I don't actually know what the repetitive things are because I genuinely haven't got far enough. But going from the trailer when they're talking about Lincoln Clay taking over New Bordeaux, in in that gameplay trailer, the launch trailer that yeah. came out, it probably is going to be something to do with taking over gang territories and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I was thinking back to GTA San Andreas, which was like it was the first ever game that did that that I'm aware of. Um, where you had to take over gang areas and that was like this whole massive side quest thing that you you could do. Um, it seems so funny that GTA is always so far ahead of the curve because when you look at that GTA Five, I think that is the perfect open world game at the moment where it's this huge, amazing setting and this new thing that they did where they had three playable protagonists, which means that if you're ever getting bored, you just switch and sometimes you'll be switched straight into something that's happening. Like you can be, you could switch into one of the players, and he's in the middle of a car chase. Yeah. Um. And each one has their own little side quest. I think that give it another ten years, maybe people will finally start to copy that. But I think it was genius. Um. It's a shame that at the moment on this generation of consoles, we seem to be stuck in a, a bit of a rut. Well, the weird, the weird thing is, um, is that they're both published by 2K. So I don't know if Rockstar are just incredibly protective of their work, which may well be the case, and understandably so. Yeah. But they probably could have consulted them at some point about the kind of thing they were doing. Again, yeah. I haven't, I haven't played any of it, so I'm speaking from a position of complete <laughs> ignorance. But I'm also sort of readying my expectations, so I'm not upset or saddened yeah. by what I actually end up playing. I mean, so am I. I'm, I'm more talking about just other sandbox games that we've seen in the last three or four years. Mm-hmm. Um, because they've changed so much from the from the sandbox games you used to see on PS3. Now, suddenly, it's every other game is a sandbox game, and they all have the same sort of gameplay mechanics. Mm-hmm. And I just don't know where that started. I don't, know, I don't know why it started either. And it seems like most people don't like it, so why is it continuing? It's just open world by numbers, I assume. I mean, I remember yeah. hearing about it back in... I think 2012, when I heard a sequel to Mafia 2 was in development, I was really excited. Yeah. And I have been really excited consistently. It's, I think it's like one of the only games I'm looking forward to before the end of the year. There's, mm-hmm. there's not much left. There's not much time left, and there aren't many games left. And I'm sure I'll enjoy it, if the story's as good as, as the reviews are saying. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping I have a good time. It's just it's a shame it couldn't be everything they... They kind of it was sort of setting itself up to be that it promised yeah. it would be, and it also completely disproves the point that Doom made in that a game that has its uh, review embargo on the release day isn't always bad news. Yeah, you know what I think that is. I think it in Doom's part was because the publishers didn't expect people to like it, right? Because I think at the moment when you look at what publishers are throwing the money at, things like 
um, all these sandbox games that are painted by numbers and, and don't really have anything original in them, mm-hmm. they see that as a, a as a successful product. I don't think they looked at Doom and thought that it was going to be received well at all. They looked at it and thought everything looks red. It's not open world. There's no story. The multiplayer is tacked on. People are going to tear this to shreds. But that's because publishers probably aren't gamers. They're just random executives in an office somewhere. Um, But yeah, to do with Mafia, I actually, I'm really enjoying the story so far. I think that, and I'm not sure, I mean, it could be like an MGS5 thing, couldn't it? Where you play the first 45 minutes and it's awesome. (laughs) Um, But so far, the story for me has been really, really good. And um, there's been a couple changes that I've noticed that are worth mentioning. I, I still don't know how the police system works. Okay. I remember one of the things we talked about in depth when Mafia 2 came out was how how awesome the police were and that they'd remember your number plate and you'd have to change car after they've caught you and there was speed limits in the towns and all this kind of stuff. It seems like it's very different from that and I haven't quite figured it out. Um, a blue bar came up on the screen when I went past like a police station. So there was multiple police cars outside and I did a handbrake turn to try and slow down and I skidded off the road, went through the, the, the telegraph pole, knocked it flying, and then skidded away in, in, a, in a cloud of smoke, and they didn't chase me. <laughs> wow. Have you and seen thought, that oh. video going around of the person who accidentally hit someone with their boat? I haven't, no. It's incredible. Basically, they're, they're in a speedboat, and um, they, they rock up next to another speedboat, but accidentally do that thing. You know it happens in GTA all the time, where they sort of ride over the other speedboat in their mm. speedboat yeah. and then that speedboat starts to slowly rock from side to side and then it gets like really violent and then it starts spinning <laughs> in space flies up into the air zooms off the screen for a second and then flies back into frame again and hits the boat that the player is in and it explodes awesome it's amazing and See, the, and the, I love that kind of bug yeah um, but yeah it seems like there's a few things that do need patched I hope they don't patch the boat thing though because yeah, that sounds incredible sounds like, yeah it does doesn't it I've noticed the, the sky you know the sky box is really weird usually in video games they, they create the game environment and around that is just this box it is literally a 3D box which is massive and they assign a texture to that mm-hmm. which has clouds background.png yeah, and then they'll put like the sun on there and they'll put some light on it. Not a complex thing. In most games, the clouds don't even move. You just don't notice because why would you be looking at the clouds? This game's very different. They've got the skybox, which is like a flat colour, which will change depending on day or night. And then the clouds are actually 3D objects which float around and they move like clouds do. Right. And because of that, they've also put the sun as... A light, like an in-game light that will generate shadows. Now, that sounds really cool and all, and it is, and I actually really like it. Uh-huh. But because the day-night cycles are so much quicker than real life, the clouds, they don't look like they're moving too quick, uh, quick when you just look at them. But you know when you're sitting at home or you're sitting outside having a picnic and suddenly it gets dark because yeah. the clouds moved in front of the sun? Mm-hmm. Well, that happens in this game, and, and because the clouds are moving so quick, sometimes it'll just be flashing from light to dark, light to dark, light to dark, in a very awkward-looking way. Wow. And it's like, I, I don't know how they didn't pick up on that and just make it a little bit more um, dynamic, the way that it happens, because it happens so quickly, you can just be like, oh, wow, what's happened? 
suddenly it's dark. <laughs> that does sound very weird. Um, but yeah, I, I like the idea. I'm hoping that they just release it because it would be such an easy fix mm. just to slow that down. Um, Sounds like a you know bullshit excuse that people use when they don't want a, a wind turbine to be built nearby. It's like, oh, <laughs> but it'll the sun will flicker through it and it'll, I don't know, kill us <laughs> or something. Fuck off. It's killing the bats. Yeah, the, no. no, the bats and the birds will fly into it. Fucking idiots deserve <laughs> to die then. <laughs> the um, the thing is that the storyline is really good so far, and I'm 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 looking forward to where it goes. Cool. I well, can't really speak much more than that about it because I haven't played much. I would like to play it too, and I don't know when I'm going to be able to play it, Simon, because I'm playing this fucking wrestling game for a review. How is it? It's the same <laughs> as last year's and the years before, uh, the year before's. Uh, it is basically they keep tweaking it and they keep improving it each year, but the foundation is a bit shit because okay. I think that my career mode should be the most important mode, particularly as they've taken out the the showcase mode which they've had in previous games. Um, but it always feels just very empty and lifeless and. But there's not a lot going on there. It's just, it's not mm-hmm. much fun to play. And that's the real problem. How it, much, how many of these games come out a year? One. One. Yeah. I just feel like you talk about them more than that. <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't is, end. <laughs> is this one 2K? Is it EA? This is 2K17. WWE oh. 2K17. It is but the only point, wrestling game that exists. Okay, I didn't know that. See, the thing is... I don't see wrestling as a sport. I know I know that there is wrestling, which is a sport, which is a different type of wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one I don't see as a sport. It's more of a, a show. It's a program. It's something that's put on for entertainment. Yes. Now, they approach these games, and I'm someone that doesn't play them, but what it seems like to an outsider is that they approach these games like a sports game. When they should be approaching them in the same way as... And it's going to be ridiculous, but I'm going to compare it to the new sports game, the new FIFA 17, where they have this mode mm-hmm. where there's a storyline, and you play as this, you can play, play as this footballer who, it's like a rags to riches story. Yes. And there's cutscenes and cinematics. Wrestling is about the the show and the storyline. They should just make one up. Well, Simon, you're actually bang on there. That was the point I was about to make because they have done it better in the past. Not 2K, but when it used to be owned by THQ before they went bust. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm going to go back to like 2003 now. Smackdown Here Comes the Pain on PS2 was amazing. It had no commentary. It had no voice acting. But the, the career mode was amazing because it was dynamic. Any wrestler could be shuffled in because it wasn't voice acted, that kind of stuff. And you would have mm-hmm. rivalries. And it was all very silly and amazing. And they've had great storylines since then, built-in ones. The problem with the 2K games is, you're right, they're trying to... They're trying to treat it like it's a sports sim, but they're stuck in this weird no man's land of revealing all the sort of backstage stuff, but then still wanting you to pretend like it's a real, like wrestling is real at the same time. Instead Mm -hmm. of going full behind the curtain and like, right, you're going out there and you're not going to win tonight, but you're going to make this guy look really good. They've gone, right. You're going out there tonight for a match. Here, here are your T-shirt sales numbers and so on and so forth, which is genuinely in this game. But <laughs> this guy wants to beat you up and you've got to win for your own, I don't know, for your own fucking pride or something. It's it's just weird. And there are there is no storyline to it. And that's the real problem I have with it. And I'm making a video review at the moment for What Culture. 
Um, so if you want to know more, then look out. They have made loads of adjustments, loads of tweaks. But it, going back to the MGS5 comparison, it's just like that. There were so many amazing tiny details in that game that were considered that were not necessary at all. They were fantastic, but they just weren't necessary. And that's the same with this game, because as far as I see it, the 2K WWE games are built or they have the foundations on sand. And each year they keep adding these ramparts and these, you know, these these nice little touches to their castle that's built on the sand. But ultimately, it's still built on the sand, and that's the problem. It doesn't matter how nice the castle looks. If the sand is going to give way, then it's no good. Yeah, so they're they're doing what EA's been doing to FIFA for years, which is just adding on little bits here and there. Each year, But yep. the difference is EA had an amazing game with FIFA and a very popular game that everyone loved. Yeah. They didn't have just a random, you know... We've bought an we've bought an IP. Let's just make a game. <laughs> See, it sounds cynical to say that, and and that is the opinion of, of a lot of people. Ultimately, if you look at the full package, if you're a wrestling fan, you have to buy it. Not only because it's the it's because it's the only one there, but it is it is a really good game. You get an obscene amount of stuff in there in terms of the creation suites and all the exhibition stuff and playing online and all the different game modes and that kind of stuff. But it's just the My Career mode that lets it down every year. Mm-hmm. And that's really what's, what sticks out to me every year is how good the My Career mode is. And they've shown no improvement so far. And that's really frustrating. Anyway, I'll talk about that more in the video whenever that goes up. But I believe that is all I've played. And that is probably all I will play while I continue to to write the review and make the video. So I won't be able to play Mafia 3. And then fucking PSVR is out tomorrow. I don't know when I'm going to fucking play Mafia 3. Probably well, never. I mean, VR is not a problem, is it? Because there's nothing out. Wee, <laughs> yeah, I was uh, Luke. Uh, our listener Luke was asking me on PSN earlier if uh, when it was out and if I was buying or which games I was buying. And I told him I'm not. I'm not buying any. Like, I know there's a couple I want to get, but I just I feel no excitement for it at all. And it's not like I just have 350 quid to burn. This is money that I've I've had put aside for about a year. So I've this is this was going to be purchased and that is what that money was going to be spent on. But I just I really don't feel that excited. I don't I don't know. Is there something wrong with me? I don't know. Um I think it's unusual. I saw this article which is like I think it was Push Square. It said something along the lines of look how many games there are for for PSVR. How many launch games? It's amazing. And, you know, most of them aren't games. They're all sort of tech demos, experiences, simulations. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I feel like gamers are a bit past that. That might be okay for your average person walking past a VR booth that wants to try it. Yeah. But if you buy this thing, you want something you can actually play. Something meatier. Yeah. They're all great showcases i'm sure they are and i will buy a couple of them because they're they're between 15 and 30 pounds so they're not expensive well i mean relatively uh so i'll probably get a few of them just just to have them but at least at launch i'm happy with the demo disc just to play it for a bit because at the moment i know my time is really limited and i know i've got a really busy the the next few weekends for me are really busy and i just don't know when i'm going to play it or any of the other games that are piling up around me but yeah, the demo disc has a 
what what were they called? What we used to stream the little robots that came up on the TV? Playroom. Yeah, the playroom. It's got like a VR playroom and it's got a platinum trophy. Yeah, that'll be me sorted then. So that's why you've put aside that money. Yeah, that's why I bought it. £350 for my <laughs> newest platinum. That's it. <laughs> that's the one. Anyway, that's all the games we've played. PSR Killer? Yes. Do you want to be involved with the show in some way? Send us an email to fishandchips at playstationradio.co.uk. Follow us on Twitter at PS Radio UK, or go to our Facebook page where we regularly ask for your feedback. It really is that easy. And leave us an iTunes review, you bastards! Oh, you repeated my noise. That's nice. We do have a few emails today, and by a few I mean a fairly large amount. I would like to thank all of you for keeping them concise. That means a lot to us. This first one isn't as concise, but it did arrive before the deadline. And yes, we do have a few still sitting in our folder, so if you're not read out, you will be read out next show. And I'd like to say to Luke, who said he would kill himself if his email wasn't read out last week, please don't kill yourself again. Your email is about VR, and we'll save that until I've actually got it and played it. Do you want to get the first one, Simon? <laughs> yeah, the first one comes from Evan, and I think he might be a first-time listener, first-time e- email, Evan? emailer. Yeah, Evian. So Evian. No, he has, he, sorry, he has emailed him before. I'm looking at his PS at the bottom. Hi, lads. I have no interest in MGS Survive. Largely... This is because I've no interest in a co-op survival-based game in which you gather resources and bring them back to your base. Sounds a bit like Destiny, no? But there is a part of me which is deeply conflicted about the use of the name MGS. Before the terror that was MGS5, you knew exactly what you were getting into with an MGS game. Mental plot, long cutscenes, great gameplay, really clever shit you could do, big robots, nonsense, etc. The words Metal Gear Solid was the shorthand for a very specific recipe of brilliance. Obviously, that's no longer the case. In fact, I wouldn't go near a new Hideo Kojima MGS game with a 20-foot pole. I know one won't be made, but theoretically speaking. But even more so, I wouldn't go near a non-Hideo Kojima MGS game with said pole. Even though he really fucked us over with the last one, he still is what made MGS great. Yes, it all went to his head, and yes, he should have stopped, definitely after four, if not before, But despite all that, it was his clever shit that made the series great. I just know that any uh, any designed by committee attempt... What? I just know that any designed by a committee um, attempt to make an MGS game will just pale in comparison. It'll be a paint-by-numbers job for them, trying to ram all the best bits of previous games into um, and try and make it as good as the previous greats. And that never works. It really is just using a successful franchise for marketing purposes, but honestly, because it's such a lazy, cynical move, albeit entirely expected, they'd have more chance of selling it to me if they'd called it literally anything else. But as for anyone um, who's having a moan about the purity of the series, well, they can piss off. I agree with you there, Evan. P.S. Will you eventually get around to my follow-up questions from the first email? 
the dissertation? Or is that just not going to happen because you're now really famous with a global listener base? <laughs> Four-time award nominated, Simon. <clears throat> so, yeah. I mean, I don't want to... <laughs> Zero uh, award winning. <laughs> it was... It sh- it, we're going to win that real award that exists soon that I'm definitely not going to order online, you remember? Anyway. Yeah. Uh, yes, we did receive your email. Obviously, part of the dissertation it had fallout questions in it. I'm so sorry, Evan. I think it's the time has passed. I'm really sorry. But you can send those questions again in a more yeah, concise Yeah, send email. them in their own email. Then, we'll, uh, then we'll, we'll, we'll do it again. I mean, I could just go into the folder and find it, but <laughs> who's got time for that? You know, we're famous now. <laughs> okay, so let's tackle some of the questions. Um, is MGS Survive going to be like Destiny? That's a good question. Mm. If it is, then I probably won't get it. If it's more like just a co-op game, like a, a normal co-op game that came out before 2014 when, I don't know, gaming when took game a massive stopped. shit and just prolapsed itself, then oh maybe God. I might buy it. Well, remember last time I was surprised that you said you were going to buy it at launch. So maybe if there's any chance of it being anything like Destiny, it's worth waiting at least a week to see reviews and watch some gameplay. Yes, see absolutely. See what's going, going down in Funky Town. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? As with the you know what you're getting into with an, with an MGS game, hmm. I'm just going to Google MGS series and I'll, I'll i'll read out some of the games that came out because i'm pretty sure there's a lot of games that came out that weren't you know they didn't have a five at the end they didn't have a four at the end right in the um, meantime and those ones were very different why are you doing that let me let me just offer up a little disclaimer here where i can just let the listeners know my pedigree of playing mgs games compared to yours i will of course be deferring to your judgment of of the series overall i have played one two and three and five I started four, and I've only played them in the past two years, two or three years. So take everything I say with a massive grain of salt. Well, you know what? There's Metal Gear Solid Portable Ops and Metal Gear Solid Portable Ops 2, mm. which were very different. Um, there's Metal Gear Acid 1 and 2. I actually got Metal Gear Acid, and, and I took it back to game because I was so disappointed because it was the first Metal Gear game that wasn't... It wasn't what it should be. It was a fucking card game for PSP. Right. Um, and it broke my heart. Um, Metal Gear Solid Social Ops. Social Ops. That just makes me want to vomit everywhere. Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. We all know about that one. And Metal Gear Arcade. No idea what that one is. Metal Gear Solid Touch as well. Oh, sexy. So, yeah. I mean, there's there are other games that are different. I mean, they've been using the name to sell games ever since about 2007. No, not 2007, 2004, when the first Metal Gear Acid came out. Um, before well, that, it was just Metal Gear games that Hideo Kojima made that were actual games, you know, like actual Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid games. Now, you know, the, the name's been used to sell for years, over a decade. People still aren't used to it, though, for some reason. It's only anyway. now. It's only now that... Now that the White Knight Kojima has left the evil bastards Konami, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the <laughs> that's the story that they'd have you believe, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, oh, well. well, I don't think anyone's an angel in 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 any scenario regarding Kojima leaving. To be honest, but it's all a big mess and it's all fun and games. Anyway, thank you, Evian, for that. It was lovely. His name's not Evian, by the way. Next question, it's Avon. Avon, yes, exactly. The Your dad Avon. sells Avon. <laughs> Is that an insult? 
It is. I don't. You know, it, it suddenly just came out of nowhere. Is it like a really sexist insult? Because because only women sell Avon or something. I mean, it must be, but that's. I mean, not. But that's true because you know women Your use their products, so they actually know about them. Right. But I'd never even seen anyone selling Avon before. I'd never. I didn't know this was a thing. Isn't it weird? We we had an Avon lady in the village that I grew up in. There's there's always one around somewhere mm. they're like drug well, dealers but for cosmetics yeah well i didn't know and then this meme started um or it started in scotland i don't know if you've heard it down there no I it's just this insult well your dad sells avon <laughs> <laughs> and, american um, listeners are gonna then, be so confused i've noticed it so much i mean it just means that your dad sells avon if it's not clear enough yeah but we um, haven't properly explained what avon is that's the real problem i mean what is it makeup products and stuff yeah like it's that? like it's like a it's like a retailer for for cosmetics like usually i think it's just female cosmetics and they sort of recruit people like isis and and they just have like a rep in each district of a town or in every village or in all over the cities and stuff and then if if a lady woman wants avon products if, if there are any lady women listening that deal with avon please let us know what the fuck it is but i think if they want avon stuff it tells them who their nearest avon rep is and they can contact them directly <laughs> and then arrange for some like shady meetup to sell them some face cream yeah well i'm in a facebook group and this woman posted i need three people to to help sell avon in glasgow city center over the festive period so she's obviously one of these reps. Right. And she's now recruiting, she's recruiting. people. She's got her own little splinter force of Avon. God, it's like a pyramid scheme. <laughs> hey, Paul. It is. You want some it? moisturizer? <laughs> he just opens his trench coat. I think we're going to have to make this a, a podcast meme as well. What's that? Your, your, your dad, dad sells, sells Avon. Avon. <laughs> All right. Oh, that solid snake. I bet his dad sells Avon. Prick. Right. <laughs> Next up, Ethan. Hello, Simon and Ben. I'm not dead, at least as I'm writing this email. I finally decided to write another email to the best and only podcast. That's correct. So here are some classic random questions. Who replaced the narration for the PSR Q&A? Also, why? Uh, That would have been me, because I think we reached episode 50, and I was kind of sick of doing all the voiceover in my own podcast. Apart from Simon's quiz, of course, which we haven't had in a while. We've got uh, one today. Do we? Well, we have now that you mentioned it. Oh, I okay. better come up with a question. <laughs> oh, it's going to be really <laughs> shitty, so I hope you're all ready. Uh, apart from that one, yeah, I was doing all the voiceover in the podcast, so I thought I'd actually, I, I thought I'd go to Fiverr.com and spend £3.60 on, to get someone else to do it properly. Number two. What are some everyday things that piss you off? For example, I hate it when I hold the door for someone who doesn't acknowledge or thank me. That's annoying. People who walk really slowly. Um, I call them... Ah, what are they called? I call them waddlers. Fucking waddlers. You go into town on a Saturday and they're waddling, like walking really fucking slowly and unpredictably as well. So you try and overtake them and they just wander out in front of you. The fucking worst. Same in supermarkets where they have big baskets and they just stop. Like, fucking hell, move. People that don't indicate on roundabouts, that really annoys me. That's the worst, yeah. Or or even worse than that, people that do indicate but do it wrong, so they're indicating right even as they're leaving. Yeah, people who just think you're able to... If you're going to do that, don't indicate, because that's even worse. Yeah. 
that does suck. People also, people who, who don't bother indicating when they can see there are no cars on the road, even though it's also for the benefit of pedestrians to know whether or not they can cross the road. I've been caught foul of that a few times where I've started crossing the road and then someone's, some arsehole's just swung into the road that I'm on. Like, you weren't fucking indicating. I didn't know you were coming this way, dick. What else annoys me? A lot of stuff annoys me. Too much to even um, Everything because about Hideo I try and blank it out. You're already a very angry man. We couldn't, you you couldn't survive. You'd be dead, wouldn't you? Little things just tip me over. <laughs> yeah. Is that it? <laughs> was, okay? that, was that going to be a dick joke? <laughs> nope. Uh, what's the next question? Number three. What is a game slash movie you wish people would appreciate as much as you? Ooh, interesting. That is interesting. What game do I like that other people don't like? Um, <laughs> fucking do. <laughs> well, you know, have you you've not went back to it yet, have you? Nah, I can't be asked. You should. It's so good. The time has passed. I'm afraid. You I'll say that it. I will. I'll say that I will, and then I'll shit all over it, and I'll make you cry. How's that? But I honestly don't think you will, because anyone that knows anything about games would enjoy it. Oh, that's fighting talk. Especially with, no, no, I I'm going to try no. my best to hate it. <laughs> I don't mean it like that. I just mean that it would be very difficult to dislike that game for any reason other than I don't like shooters. Because if you, <laughs> if you like, like first-person shooters, you'll like it. Um, also, I've, there's a Platinum. It's not that hard to get. Uh, well, who's got time for Platinums? Come on. Only <laughs> idiots collect Platinums. Uh, I've got a good one, Simon. Yeah? The Order 1886. Uh, I don't know the more that I let that fester the more that I think I don't like it oh fuck you the more you know I feel like if everyone else liked it I would have hated it do you know know what I mean you've been an old contrarian is that it because I I think I genuinely alright I'm just speaking for me then I genuinely enjoyed The Order 1886 there fuck everyone I enjoyed the story do I think it was a great game no do I understand everyone's criticisms of it yes so do I. I understand people's criticisms of it, but I think it gets a bad rep. Um, things that have got worse reps than that that didn't deserve it at all. Medal of Honor Warfighter. You know, that was a decent, gun, a decent shooter. Gun shooter. Yeah, I mean, it, but then it came out in an era when, and it wasn't long ago, but it came out when it was just Call of Duty games every year. Everything's a first-person shooter with attacks on multiplayer. Mm. And every game that did that got a free pass to just do what they wanted. And then Medal of Honor Warfighter came out, made in the DICE engine, so it looked really nice. Um, sound design was amazing. The story was nothing special. The first game had a better story. The first Medal of Honor um, reboot had a better storyline. Um, it had a good multiplayer. It had a lot of things, game mechanics, that have now been taken by Battlefield because they were very good. Things like the canted weapon sites. Um, and it got like a 4 on IGN. It's got a really low Metacritic. And it's there's a point in reviews where you should just not go any lower than maybe a 5 or a 6 unless the game isn't not working and as a I game remember you saying out, on the podcast at the time how surprised you were by this yeah, I mean if a game comes out and it works and it does what it tries to do and you hate it just for the fact of what it is that means you shouldn't have reviewed it that means that you, like it's like someone that hates platformers reviewing Mario and saying it's shit because it's a platformer I don't understand um, also, Alien Isolation. People hate it on that. I, I don't understand that. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people would agree that that's good. People people with actually any fucking common sense would agree that that's good. I think it was again, it's just IGN. I think that hated on it for almost no reason. 
Mm. Uh, very strange. Um, but there we go. Uh, question four. Will you ever add the Q&A music back in? No. no. People didn't They're like it. Long, no. It's gone. Number five. What are some of the most brutal death scenes in games? Oof. There's a lot in Until Dawn. <laughs> yes. Yeah, there are a lot in... Um, in heavy rain as well, depending on what you do. People can hang themselves and drown and stuff. It's pretty hard. The best one is when um, Ethan dies. Is it Ethan? No, Jason. E- Ethan Ethan shoots himself as one of the endings. I mean, I mean Jason. And I yeah, wasn't giving and a spoiler. You just Jaden. gave a spoiler. You're going to have to beat that out. <laughs> no, I don't give a fuck. It's too old. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck no, you, Smalley. Fuck right you specifically. Jason. Oh, shit, yeah. That's and not the- too brutal. No, but it's just funny the way the car hits. <laughs> it looks comfortable. Jason! Uh, I also like um, Norman Jaden's death in that. He can just hang himself. Oh, no, I think that's also Ethan. Ethan also hangs himself. God, Ethan doesn't have a good time, does he? No. The ending I had in Heavy Rain was Norman Jaden getting attacked by virtual tanks, even when he takes off his sunglasses. That was weird. Oh, yeah, he loses it. Yeah, it's a very that's going to be, be everyone after they get VR. <laughs> they're <laughs> they're going to start seeing those little shit. things in Playroom just <laughs> flying around. No! Those fucking robots are so annoying. Number six. Lastly, I had a question about tipping in the UK. I've heard it's done more of a convenience rather than an expectation. Is this true? Or do people make you feel like shit if you don't tip, like in the US? Thanks for the answers, Ethan. I don't uh, think there's any country like the US as, as militant for tipping. Yeah, that's because um, the wages aren't good enough. That's why. I know I know that's why, but I mean, I've been to the US once when I was a kid and this restaurant gave us, the the first thing they brought out was like a dessert and then they came out with a main meal and then it was starters and everyone got things at different times and it was all backwards and shit and there was no speaking to them because they couldn't speak English. It was a Chinese restaurant. And so there was no tip left. They actually chased us out of the restaurant. No tip, no tip. That's crazy. You don't get a tip because... It was shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, in the UK, I, you can, yeah, if you want to, but it's it's not mandatory. Sometimes they add it on as a service charge, don't they? So so it's it's added on automatically. In which case, you don't tip because but, that's yeah. Tricky. But delivery people, they don't get a fucking tip because they're being pe- believe it or not, they're being paid enough to come and come and deliver your food. So they'll deliver your food and they'll go, all right, cheers, have a good night, and they will walk off. They won't actually hang around and expect money, which is nice, I suppose. I yeah. can't imagine them standing around going <clears throat> and expecting money or people in hotels as well you don't tip them either that's weird um but no you don't tip much in the uk because yeah like you say they're getting they're getting paid for what they do in most jobs you yeah. usually leave a tip after a meal yeah you put like bad. a fiver on or something yeah unless it's terrible yeah. unless the service was genuinely bad in which case you don't leave a tip or or if you, if you don't have any cash i've sometimes do that but it's like it makes me feel really bad that i couldn't leave a tip when they were nice mm. um Sometimes if you pay by card, it, when they hand the machine to you, it says, would you like to add a yeah. gratuity mm-hmm. amount or whatever? And you can add like two or three quid on or mm-hmm. whatever. But it's never it's never a, like a risk, uh, very, fucking hell, I can't think of the word, a very strict amount of money, like 20% no. or anything. You don't have to leave that if you do tip. You can just, nope. if you have a f- couple of quid in your pocket, just chuck it in the tray. I mean, it's it's very weird that that is a thing in the US. I don't know how that's managed to become the norm. Yeah. Do they have a minimum wage in the US? I know that sounds like a silly question, but yeah, we you didn't, can't, apart we, from like 15 I, years I would, ago or something. I wouldn't be able to comment on that, sadly. Yeah. Let us know, Ethan. 
Let us know what that's all about. And your worst experience with tipping. Be interested. Next, Simon. The next one comes from Ben. Hello. You're emailing the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and Ben says, hello, Ben is my favourite podcast host. Oh, how flattering, Ben. Thank you, Ben. He doesn't Welcome, actually. Ben. He says, hi, guys. Thanks for doing such an awesome podcast. Are you sure this wasn't you? Yeah, you're also handsome, particularly that Ben. Four. <laughs> found you like I found you like many through the McPinch review of MGS Five. I still can't Thank believe you. McPinch is bringing people together. I know it's good, isn't it? Fucking frightening. Which I wholeheartedly agree with, by the way. I know it needs to be left alone by now, but I thought Simon would like this. Not naming names, but there's a podcast for a UK magazine. No, there isn't. They were. They were <laughs> there's only one podcast, Ben. Yes. And he says, and they were saying. How they couldn't understand people's criticisms of MGS5 being unfinished, etc. They then went off in the very next conversation to tell listeners how MGS5 was the game they were offering to entice people into buying a year's subscription for their magazine. Shit you not. Anyway, I was wondering if you guys had a personal top 5 PlayStation games of all time across all consoles. Just curious really, as I often feel like I share a lot of your opinions. Mine would be something like The Last of Us, Bloodborne, Dark Souls, Metagross Solid, Resident Evil 2, and Final Fantasy VII. Mm. Literally cannot listen to any other gaming podcast anymore. Thanks for the great content, Ben. Yeah, there's, ben? Another, there's another reason you can't listen to any other gaming podcasts anymore. Because there's none others out there. Because there fucking aren't any others out there, so that's, that's fine. Uh, talking about <clears throat> probably official PlayStation magazine, I would imagine that he's referring, about, uh, referring to there in terms of offering the... Copy of MGS5 to entice people into a year's subscription. You can, again, take that anything they say with a grain of salt. Because they are an official PlayStation magazine. They're extremely knowledgeable. And I'm sure they are lovely people who do a fantastic job. And it's not easy working on an official PlayStation magazine because people do have opinions. But ultimately, you know, that, that doesn't reflect very well, does it? No. I mean, there's not really much more to be said. Is, are they the ones that you've actually worked with in the past? Yeah, I did a work experience and fucking hated it. I so it you'll was... know what it's like to be there, but I reckon it's probably quite... It's probably quite difficult to ever criticise anything in print, in print media for things like this, where you rely on all your advertisements to pay your wages. And if you yeah. suddenly piss off EA, they might never pay for an advertisement again. Mm-hmm. Well, they can't. They can't even get to the point where they can piss people off. They've always got to tread so lightly. But you're right. With the print industry dying, with future publishing in dire straits as it has been for so long, they've got to be even more careful about what they can say. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's I mean, because things like newspapers, they don't really have to worry about that too much. I mean, there has been in the past things like the um, the, the Times Magazine. Mm-hmm. Not not the not Time magazine, the te- the magazine that came with the Sunday Times. Right. It used to be really hard hitting journalism from around the world, things that you just weren't seeing anywhere else in the newspapers. Mm-hmm. Um, it was war reporting and all this kind of stuff. When they got rid of Harold Evans as the editor, they changed the magazine into a lifestyle magazine because Boo. nobody wanted to sell. No one wanted to buy an advert next to a starving child's face. That's a good point. That would, and that would put people off. Yeah. And this is for like a weight loss program. Oh, that's a poor taste. <laughs> that's a really poor taste. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> this is called the Nigerian weight loss program. Oh, boo. Go live in a migrant camp or something. Oh, awful. 
terrible. <laughs> uh, he then moves on to the top five PlayStation games all, of all time. Sorry, I had difficulty reading that. I can't number mine specifically, but I have five games. So let's see if you can guess any there. of them. Do you want to guess any? Well, Final Fantasy VII is going to be on there. Yeah, that's on there. Um, I think you're going to put Dark Souls on there. That's on there. You're going to put The Last of Us on there. Oh, it's actually not on there. Uncharted then. No. Oh, man. Persona 4. Okay. Golden, specifically. Mass Effect 2. And Time Splitters Future Perfect. And if I had any any secret mentions there, I'd put Crash Team Racing as well. And maybe The Last of Us and Uncharted 2. Um, see, I, I haven't prepared for this, so it's very difficult for me to say. I haven't prepared either, but I know what I like, you pretender. I know, I should know what I like as well, shouldn't I? You just don't like don't things, mean. do you? You just don't, you just I don't just fucking don't. like things, do you? I've got four, I can't think of a fifth, and maybe that's because I don't like five games. <laughs> well, say your four, and I will suggest one to you. Okay, I've got The Last of Us. Mm-hmm. Dark Souls, I didn't want to have any more, because I could just fill this list with Soul- with Souls yeah, games, course, like Bloodborne yeah. and whatnot. So I've put Dark Souls 1 because that's my favourite of all time. Mm-hmm. MGS 3. Okay. And then I didn't put MGS 1 because I like 3 the best. And then I've got the new Doom. That's how much I like the new, new Doom. Doom. Okay, how about that... Um, what's it called? What was that game you used to play all the time on PS3? It was terrible, but you loved it. Oh, SOCOM. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? I'll put SOCOM on there as well. Confrontation. Or any, or what am I playing one? now? Rainbow Six Siege. Siege, yeah. Is that one of your favourite uh, games of all time then? No, it's not. I'd put Socom on instead. Yeah, I've got to put the nostalgia filters on. It makes it so much better, <laughs> I find. Uh, but there we go. Thank yes. you, Ben, for those. What a great question from a great man. The greatest and man. And next. We next up. <laughs> was it you? No, it wasn't. It genuinely wasn't. Who's uh, next? Big Rich 84. He says, I up. Right. In the spirit of keeping things brief, I'm bursting out. I'm bursting. I'm busting out some bullet points. Somehow, Rich, in the interest of keeping things brief, you've provided the longest short email I've ever seen. But anyway, number one, don't give up on Final Fantasy X. Too late, sucker. The way you feel about it is the <laughs> is the way you worry people will feel about Final Fantasy VII when you recommend it to them. It's a PS2 game, so you're going to have to get past graphics and their first go at voice acting. The story is slow to get going, but really great as the game develops. I'm not sure where you're up to, but the story is a really interesting look at the role of organised religion. It's my second favourite Final Fantasy, after VII, of course. I, I just... Rich, I just can't. It's It's bad. It's just bad by today's standards. And you're right. If I made Simon play Final Fantasy VII, he'd probably think, what the fuck is this shit? But his <laughs> opinion would... would... A, that would be a fantastic video. Could we do that? What, just looking at the box and going, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> no, I mean... <laughs> you want that as a new section? No, I mean a playthrough uh, of me playing Final Fantasy VII. I don't like want to go... first five hours. I don't want to go anywhere near it if you're playing it. Because it will be devastating. I'm just rubbing it to shreds while you cry next to me. Well, that's the thing. If you hate it, then fair enough. There's nothing I can do about that. And uh, and that's kind of the way I feel about Final Fantasy X, I'm afraid. I'm afraid Big Rich. The biggest of riches. Number two. 
I got my fifth platinum the other day. Final Fantasy VII. My life is complete. It's not the quantity of platinums, it's the quality. My other four being Infamous, <laughs> Resident Evil 5, Skyrim, and Metal Gear Solid five, uh, 3, sorry, which I think is a reasonably decent cohort of platinums. Well, guess what, motherfucker? I have three of those, so piss off. Next. <laughs> um, no question here. I just wanted to brag about getting the Final Fantasy VII Platinum. Yeah, guess what, motherfucker? I wonder you, if you he... want to know what kicked off our whole discussion about trophies was the Final Fantasy VII Platinum when I used fucking cheats. Fuck you. That's what I was going to ask him. Did Big Rich, did you use cheats I to bet get he's going to lie now. He's going to say Or did you didn't. actually earn it? Is this a Platinum that should actually be celebrated? Yeah, or come did on, you cheat? Big Rich. Come on, come on. Come and lie to us and say you didn't cheat. Go on. I dare you. I dare you, Rich. I actually like you, Rich. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm coming on a bit strong. Finally, <laughs> I'm still cracking on with getting the Platinum for Persona 4. It takes ages. I was also thinking about digging my PSP out to give Persona 3 a go. Have you played it? And if so, is it worth going back to? Will I be disappointed after being spoiled rotten by how good Persona 4 is? Well, I've played Persona 3. I played Persona 3 Portable, which I bought off the... Uh, Vita PlayStation Store, and I played it on my TV with the PlayStation TV or whatever the fuck it's called. And uh, oh boy, it doesn't upscale as well as I imagine Persona Four Golden would. It's it's another Persona game. I will say that it's nowhere near as I much preferred Persona Four. I must say that I still enjoyed Persona Three, but Persona Three portable is so stripped back compared to the actual ps2 release of persona 3 that it feels a bit i don't know it just feels a bit crap in many regards like instead of having animated people walking around while they're talking to each other it's just static screenshots and you click about as if it's a menu because that's mm. the only way they could do it on psp because it was so limited and it wasn't as good as ps2 whereas the vita is more powerful than the ps2 so they could take Persona 4 from PS2 and make it look better and add stuff in. Whereas the other way around doesn't really work. So if you have a PS3, a launch PS3 that lets you play PS2 games, or if you have a PS2, I'd recommend playing it on PS2. But that's what I recommended to my sister, who is also going for the Persona 4 Platinum at the moment, and she really enjoyed that game. And it seems like they made Persona 3 a little bit easier for the portable version, because on PS3, uh, on PS2 is really fucking hard, apparently. But there we go. At your own peril, Rich. Let us know what how you get Persona on. Persona 1 and 2? What happened to them? They were PS1 games, and uh, they're also available on PSP, I think. But unless you want to pay out the arse for a physical copy, because I don't think there were many printed on PSP, then you're going to have to buy it digitally. And you know how they fucking handle the digital prices of PSP games. Some of them are still 30 quid. And what about the... You know, Persona 4, was that a PS2 game? Mm-hmm. And then it came yeah. out on Vita. It actually released in 2008, so after right. the PS3 came out. So if they wanted to make a lot of money for mm-hmm. very little effort, why don't they just release 3 on Vita? Well, it would be some effort, that's the thing. If they, if they yeah. wanted to really phone it in and just port the PSP version, which was fucking stripped back, then yeah, I think they'd make a load of money if they released Persona 4 on PS4, to be honest. I would buy it again honestly you know if i was gonna give because um later on in this email big rich recommends that i give one of them a shot oh god if i was gonna try any of them it would be persona 4 and it would be 
it wouldn't be on Vita because I don't have one. Right. Get a PlayStation S- TV for 30 quid. I could do. Or they could release it on PS4, on PS4 and I would probably give it a shot. Yeah, it's a fantastic game. Um, I, I, I hope they do that at some point because yeah. I don't imagine a great deal would have to go into it. Just like they did with Gravity Rush. They ported it to PS4. I'd buy it again. I really would in a heartbeat. Sorry for all the Final Fantasy slash JRPG talk, Simon. And for future emails... Uh, sorry, hang on. And for future... E- oh, so he's also apologising for future emails as this will only get worse when the 7, Final Fantasy 7 Remake and 15 get released and then Persona 5. You can't beat them, mate, so join them. Ta-ra, Big Rich 84. Thank you, Big Rich. I've noticed that these Final Fantasy games, they never fucking stop. And I don't mean in terms of how many come out. I just right. mean how much they're in the headlines and they're getting news and people seem to care and they all sort of whine when they get delayed as if they didn't see that coming. Well, I've a lot of fucking people, run. I can see it coming. A lot of <laughs> Yeah, I, I could see it coming as well. A lot of people grew up playing Final Fantasy games, just like a lot of people grew up playing Metal Gear Solid games, I think. I know, um, but MGS isn't in the headlines nearly as much. Yeah, I suppose so, but there is a major Final Fantasy game coming out this year. Um, All these weeaboos, 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 weeaboos. I'd say Final Fantasy is less of a weeaboo game, but yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. I'm not confident about 15, but there we go. We'll see how that turns out. Uh, Here's another question from... Oh, this is from Martin Freeman, sorry. From Martin Freeman, okay. And he says, hey guys, is Simon going to get the platinum for Fallout 4? Playing it so much, thought he would. Um, I'm actually really close. Um... I'm trying to think what I need to get. There's a few stuff I need to get. Things like finish 50 miscellaneous objectives and collect oh, the bobble oh, heads. There's a, there's a cheap way of doing that. Sorry to interrupt you there. Um, are you? Do you have a save file where you're with the Brotherhood? I, I'm really close to getting it. I don't think I'd need to do the cheap way. Oh, okay. I've, well, do you like want me to tell this you anyway? So just much to, that just I've in case got... people know. Yeah, sure. Go for it. Basically, you know, you get given these special grenades to get a pickup from the vertibird thing. Yeah, I've killed the Brotherhood. Oh, okay. Well, if you if you <laughs> have a save that you haven't done that, you get a miscellaneous objective every time it arrives to get into the vehicle. Wow, so you can just you can just spam that and you can get it in no time. Anyway, yeah, I've I've got everything so far for that platinum organically without actually aiming to get it for trophies. Mm. And there's just a few stuff I need to get, like bobbleheads and that kind of shit. So yeah, eventually I will get it. At the moment, I'm more focused on actually giving the DLC the time of day. Um, I haven't played any of that last DLC that came out a couple of weeks ago. Um, what was it even called? Nuka World. I've not, I've not played oh, any of it. Right, you said um, you were having some difficulty with it. I just can't right? get into it. I just, I just right. feel like as cool as some of the end or some of the characters are in it and that kind of stuff. I just, I don't know how to start the the missions. You're a bit fallouted out at the moment. A little bit, but it's not even that. I tried, there's like this, it's basically a theme park split into sections and you have to go to one of them and take over. And I went to one and I couldn't take it over and I didn't know how and I'm just stuck. I've actually went back out of the DLC to just build more settlements because (laughs) it's not difficult. It doesn't tax my mind. (laughs) It's so easy. (laughs) Um, so yeah, I'm going to do some more settlement videos for YouTube because that went down quite well, actually. That one yeah, of the vault. people like that. People like that. Um, what's Martin Freeman say? He says to the White Porter story last week. Um, it does sound like that man was making self love. 
Africa yeah, this is about the guy who was just rubbing his his uh, his rectal area like viciously with the awful paper. Mm, yeah. Um, and I've been t- I've, actually the white porter reached out to me again this week and said that he was he somehow ended up in the cubicle next to him again and he was doing the same thing. So that's just yeah. how he does it. It's just how he does it. Horrifying. Yeah. What is the Mafia Three story about, and does it naturally leave off? Uh, from where number two did. Thanks, guys. No, it doesn't. It's about this um, um, a black guy from New Orleans or New Bordeaux, as it is, who mm. is in a sort of I guess they're a gang, I guess a really small gang. Yeah, he's he says in the Vietnam first, right? No, he's in the gang first, and then he goes oh, okay. to Vietnam, and he comes back, and he's sort of he's. I mean, so I've only played the first hour, but it seems like he's got a bit of PTSD, and. Something happens, which is the inciting moment, which makes him want to seek revenge and take over New Bordeaux. I think I spoiled it like two episodes ago because it was in the trailers. Well, I haven't spoiled it. Turn him over a new leaf. Oh, look how good you are. Here's the thing, though. One thing I really like about the story so far is it's told like a documentary. So what the characters, some characters are interviewed in the future and they've got like white hair and when it interviews them, they've got like the little lower third comes up, it says what their name is and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you'll play a section that leads on from that. It's really right. cool. Really different. But um, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't take on or it doesn't take place just after number two or anything. No, it has some returning characters though. I've not met any yet, but you know what? Vito's in it, right? Vito, Vito's in it. I don't even know who Vito is. It's the fucking protagonist in Mafia 2, you dafty. All right, I thought it was like the next handheld or something. Uh, Vito. Please point out that I agree wholeheartedly with your views on No Man's Sky and that I merely wanted to try and defend Murray. I have turned several people off the game after telling them the truth. Well, about the lies. Yeah, so Martin emailed in last week, or last episode, about uh, in defense of... of, uh, What's his name? Murray. Beardman. Mm-hmm. He was playing devil's advocate. He was, and we didn't realise, so we were like, well, what the fuck is this jerk talking about? <laughs> but actually, he was uh, he was just, yeah, just playing devil's advocate. Thank you, Martin. Last email. Last email is from Neil. Neil. He says, hello, Ben and Simon. You see, I'm first there in that email, Simon. What do you think of that? Huh? Well, that is Alphabet. Alphabet. I picked up Resident <laughs> Evil last night, and when going through the character selection, I picked Jill Valentine. I have a tendency when gaming to pick a character as far removed from myself as possible, doubly so if I get to create my character. As a result, if the option to play as a woman is there, I always opt for it. Got me wondering if any of your listeners, or you two yourselves, have similar character selection habits. Any other gaming cross-dressers? Short and sweet email, as requested. Hugs and kisses, Neil. Thank you, Neil. It is a perfect length for an email. Perfect girth. And girth, too, yeah. Very satisfying. What about you? What, what my character selection habits? Yeah. Um, what, I don't understand the question. I just make a character, and it looks random. <sighs> okay, well, I'll ask Neil. I'll, I'll answer, sorry, Neil, because I was listening and reading it. Uh, yeah, t- I tend to I tend to go with a female character sometimes. Uh, if I if I get given the choice between a male and a female character, I'll probably pick the female one because, as you said, it's just nice to role play and change things up a bit. Um, that being said, whenever I played Mass Effect Two, I always played as a guy, 
but I do have a habit in, in games where I can create, for example, and Simon can back this up, in the Dark Souls series, in the Souls games, I always play as a, as a, as a lady hunter, a lady woman, mm-hmm. just because I think everyone is playing as a guy. And I just think it's just interesting to change it up a bit. Um, you see, I always play as a guy simply because I am a guy. Yeah, and I like boobs and stuff, you know? And I, I don't understand. Cigars. I, I really don't understand people that install mods for things like Fallout and play it in third person and the mod gives them a bigger butt and bigger boobs. I yeah, just, I, you know, I, I it's a fucking game that. character. I really don't get it. It's but for teenagers who want, to, why... who want to masturbate, right? That's mainly what that stuff is. But I don't think that's what Neil's asking about. Um, yeah, I know it's very different, but I don't play as a woman or any of that kind of stuff in these games. I have played as a woman in one game, mm-hmm. one RPG, and it was Demon Souls because some it was like my third playthrough of Demon Souls or something, and some outfits in that original Souls game are exclusive to different genders. Oh, okay. So there was a an outfit that you can get on the first level where that mad woman with the massive butcher's blade lives. Okay. Just down the stairs on the left, you know the one I'm talking about. Oh yeah, and, down the stairs on the left, yeah, I got you. And I wanted that outfit. I wanted to roleplay as her, so I had to play as a woman. And that's the one time. But that's nothing against people that do or anything. Yeah, I, no, no, I don't. I don't think that's that's not even part of the conversation at all. It was just just wondering if if other people play as a gender other than themselves. That's all, uh, mm-hmm. other than their their identified gender. And yeah, I do. Sometimes I do. Um, it varies, but usually I will uh, if if there's an option, I will play as a woman. Also, if you watched mine and the Y Porter's playthrough of Resident Evil, the best part about it was the very opening when you play as Jill Valentine. Uh, where Wesker says, Jill, no. Jill, no. As if you're like a dog, like all one word. That's, that was the only redeeming thing for Resident Evil 1 through the entire playthrough. The best thing happened in the opening 10 minutes. But I hope you enjoy it. Set Interestingly, failure, I've never, I? I never play as myself either. I never try and make myself in, in, in a character career. Right. That's no, I don't I do. think... I don't think I do either. Like when I get the option to give them a name, sometimes I will. Like Final Fantasy games often let you name your character, and I'll do that just so when they're referring to me, they're referring to me. I quite mm-hmm. like that. Uh, but I'll, if yeah, if I'm going to make a physical, the only, the only time I make myself is actually in wrestling games when I'm doing my career, because I find then I actually care a bit more if it's me and it's my journey, you know, mm-hmm. rather than just being a random that I've made. But that's about it. That's about it. Great question, Neil. Thank you for that. And thank you to everyone for emailing. Those were good email lengths. As I said, we do have some in the in the box that are waiting to go out. But if you have anything else you want to say, let us know. You'll you'll hear some information about where you can email us and that kind of thing at the end of the show. Did you get the iTunes reviews this week? Yeah, I've got them. Do you, actually? Yeah, they're in the folder. Oh, do you want to so, read them out? No, not really. Okay. Because I haven't well, been through them. them, there was there was there was some rush. There was some rush leading into recording this podcast, and I you didn't want to. Oh, okay. shut up! All right. <laughs> PSR UK News, bringing you the latest news from across the world of PlayStation and beyond, with William McPinch and Bobbert Bignuts. This is. PSR UK News. Here's today's headlines. PlayStation VR is out today. 
Fallout 4 and Skyrim are getting mods. Mafia 3 has a 68 on Metacritic. And Persona 5 is selling like Japanese hotcakes or cold raw fish cakes. Howdy doody, I'm Willie McPinch. PlayStation VR comes out today, so to celebrate, we're doing a very special radio show news VR simulation. Yes, Willie. Even if you have the VR headset pre-ordered, you'll still want to take part in this sneak preview of what it's like to wear a VR headset. So make sure you're listening to us with surround sound 3D audio compatible headphones and get ready for the experience of a lifetime. Okay, so close your eyes and keep them closed. That's it. This is what it's like in a VR game that features a pitch black room where your character is listening to a podcast with surround sound 3D audio compatible headphones on. And you're very handsome. What a marvel of technology that sneak preview was. Now, after all that nonsense between Sony and Bethesda about mod support for Fallout 4, it seems that they've finally got their shit together. How embarrassing. Yes, Willie. Bethesda updated their website with a message that reads, Mod support will come to Skyrim first. We and Sony have worked hard to make this possible. Mods on the PS4 will allow you to modify and create your own content by using our creation kit. You will not be able to upload external assets with your PS4 mods, but you will be able to use any assets that come with the game, as most mods do. So it looks like you weird gaming perverts will be able to install the bigger bums and tits mod, but you won't be able to download any mods that add new nipple textures or differently shaped arseholes. Speaking of perverts, what's happening in Japan? Well, Willie, Persona 5 is now Atlas's best-selling game ever in Japan, and it's only been on store shelves for about three weeks. Previously, the publisher's best-selling title over its 30-year history was the very first Persona, which released all the way back in 1996 for the original PlayStation. It's currently sold just over 425,000 copies across PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 3. That was this week's top stories. Now it's over to Ben and Simon to talk about VR. I'm Willie McPinch. And until next time, did you pervs know you can get VR porn? Perso, 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 no, yeah, perso. Per- you just can't get enough of it, can you, Simon? can't escape it. <laughs> it's always in the news. But yeah, it's selling well. It's not out until February, January 2017. Yeah, it's, it's, it's coming out on Valentine's Day. Okay, is that... This one goes out to all you lonely fuckers out there. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, what else happened? Fallout's getting mods, and it's not That's getting good. it's not getting the mods that the Xbox is getting, and it might get some of them, but it's not getting all of them because it's not adding its own. You can't add assets that you create yourself. Right. So that means if you made a gun that looks like an M16, you won't be able to add that into the game. You can only add stuff that uses in-game assets. However, I don't give a shit about that because I love the settlement building. And to be quite honest, I've seen people on YouTube building with assets that aren't from the original Fallout, and for the most part, they look shit. They just don't look like they fit in. Right. But there's other mods which just add more assets that were already in the game, and those always look really good. 
So, so you might actually be able to build a settlement with the stuff that's at the inst- the institute. Is that right? Is that what it's called? I, I'd I'd bet on it. Yeah, eventually. Well, you can actually have new. Yeah. You can make a new settlement with stuff that fits the game world, but it's actually just preserved. Yeah, I, I I'd put money on it that that will eventually be a mod that you can come out. I I like making my settlements look old, um. But for me, it's just different walls and stuff like that that you you can build with these mods things like just bricks mm-hmm. or maybe some kind of mod that gives you wooden plank walls that would make um sanctuary actually fixable because unless yeah. you do a lot of like glitches you just can't make sanctuary look nice um i've actually just given up on it i just don't go there anymore <laughs> it's i just think it, i think it's the worst settlement in the whole game and it's a shame that that's the one that everyone seems to build in because yeah, there's not much I you can did. do with it. I did. Apart from Skybase. Remember Skybase? I don't. It was looking so grand and then I just sort of abandoned it. It's the one where I used the physics to defy logic. Where I used, I had a wooden staircase going up one flight of stairs. Then I had a plank, like a, mm. a wooden floor connected to it. Then I had another staircase going up and I did that like five or six times and then I just put loads of planks like wooden floors next to each other. So I've got this giant floating base that doesn't make any sense. You see, I, I like to build my stuff in a sort of lore-friendly way. Oh, Down, okay, sorry. N- not even just like, I don't like things floating. That's That's one thing. I like to build mine with little stories and things that you can find and, you know, everything is signed and... I, I don't know, I put things like if there's a puddle next to it, if there's a puddle in the ground that's already there and I can't get rid of it, that's where I'm going to put the pump. I mean, I get way too into it. I need to, I've got a problem. Get out. Yeah, you need to get out more. <laughs> get out, meet some people. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah, I'm looking forward to those mods. I guess it's like I said in other episodes, I just found it so unbelievable that they wouldn't be able to come to some kind of an agreement. Sony didn't want them to have assets that weren't from the game because it's a security breach. Bethesda, and we don't know this for sure, but it looks like Bethesda were just like, well, fuck you, you're not getting them. And then when Sony just said, we don't care, they've eventually just been like, okay, fine, we'll make some kind of um, <laughs> we'll make some kind of adjustment. Yeah, we don't give a shit. People it seems like some have our console. Yeah, it's some very public battle that Bethesda did not need to do. They could have taken Sony's uh, rejection to begin with and just worked on a workaround. But instead, yeah, also it, they can't have known this forever. Like they they can't have only just realised that and gone, well, that's a ridiculous stance because it would have been absurd for them to have been trying to get mods on PS4 and then you know, work on it for months and months and months and then approach Sony and say, hey, so we're trying to do mods and we're doing it this way and then have Sony say no. Of course they knew. They knew that Sony weren't Mm going to allow it. I don't know why it suddenly erupted publicly. It doesn't make sense. I think that it's probably because Bethesda were just banking on Sony letting them do it anyway, making an exception for them. And then Sony stood their ground and they made it a big public thing. It was really embarrassing though. Um, Really unprofessional. Still, that's got to be uh, promising for people who who are going to be buying those games, but uh, buying uh, Skyrim, I mean, which I'm not. For but. Skyrim especially, because Skyrim isn't old enough to need a remastered version. So for me, the only selling point would have been you can now have mods. Um, and all the DLC. Yeah, I didn't play the DLC, so that's a good point. Me neither. But that's different, because 
I mean, it depends what the mods are. A lot of them you don't need to have other assets, but for Skyrim, what could they actually do? Build you know, build parts of um, Tamriel? Is that what it's called? But there's no the whole building realm? in it. Skyrim Cyrodiil? Maybe it's Cyrodiil in Oblivion? I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, I mean... Another, the other thing is Fallout's got an active mod community. I don't know if Skyrim does. Are people actually well, going to be making mods for that just for PS4? It might do soon. That's the thing. Maybe it'll be it'll be interesting to to see. It's not coming at launch though, mm-hmm. so you may as well just wait and then yeah. wait until mods arrive, and it'll be cheaper then anyway. So, yeah, when is it? So you need to... Oh God, no! Uh, this year it's out oh, this month actually. End of this month, twenty eighth, I think. Okay. On the same day as a few other big games, so it's an expensive month for people who like video games, which thankfully I don't, so I'm fine. <laughs> uh, VR out today. You'll be letting us know what you think next week. Yeah, we are saying today. We, as we've already clarified at the start of the podcast, we, we're recording the day before, but chances are this will be going up very late tonight, slash early tomorrow. So yeah. we are referring to it as today. Sorry, say that, Quentin. Say that again. Sorry. You'll be well. I'm just saying that you'll be letting us know how it is next week. I guess. Hopefully, yes. Yes, and I have. What did you think Sorry. of the, the the special preview in the news? Um, I thought that was groundbreaking stuff, and I think that we definitely deserve to be nominated for an award for that. Um, <laughs> kind of insulting that we haven't, to be honest, in the last five minutes. But uh, who knows? You know, there's there's still time. I got an email, I got a text. Sorry, from DPD, who are a courier service, who were letting me know that it would be delivered tomorrow. And it said, are you not going to be in? And I was like, that's very, that's a very good point. Of course I fucking won't because I work at a job. Uh, and so I followed the link and there were various options, like get it re-delivered on Saturday. Mm-hmm. But the fucking delivery window on Saturday is 8am to 5pm. I've got fucking shit to do. I'm not hanging around all day. Come on, that'd be ridiculous. So then I... <laughs> I gave them the, I said, leave it in my safe place. Oh God. And I gave them the door code to get into the building. And I said, just put my fucking doormat on it. <laughs> just drape my doormat over this massive box. That That's going to be so, can you take I a picture of it if they, je- if they actually do that? Can you take a picture? If they do that, I will take a picture. The thing is, I've come back from, um, I've come back from work before and the Amazon man has somehow got into the building <laughs> and he's just he's just draped the doormat over. It's like, oh shit, I wonder what's under there. But fortunately, because you actually need a code to get into the building, that kind of stuff, everyone's very respectful, you know, of people's shit that no one will take that stuff. Um so I think it'll be safe. Yes. I think it'll be okay. I'll let you know that. I'll take a photo, because it'll be in a big box. <laughs> I can't wait to see it. Let's do Simon's quiz. Oh god. Now it's time for Simon's Quiz and it's going to be really shitty. Now it's time for Simon's Quiz and it's going to be really shitty, shitty. He's going to ask some stupid questions that are going to be really, really crappy. I will, let's get a fuck on me. Oh, it's good to be back, Simon. It is, isn't it? Look at the place. I've, I've made, I've put up a, a new picture. Oh, yes, the actual physical place where we go to to do Simon's <laughs> Quiz. It's lovely. It's really nice. <laughs> this one... Can you guess what the theme is for this Simon's Quiz? Okay, can I have three guesses? This is the first question for the quiz, by the way. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> We're straight in there. Is it VR? It is. You've got one Yay! one point. Let me just make a little note in case I forget. Why one, are you bothering? One point. Okay. Okay. Now, the next question mm-hmm. is a history question. Okay. Who was the first... Per-
person to refer to VR, virtual reality, and, and what did they refer to it in? What is that question? <laughs> uh, so, like, who was the first person to refer to virtual reality? Yeah, like, so who, 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 who invented the concept of virtual reality and where did they refer to it in? Oh, God. Well, I have no idea, so I'm gonna just, just going to stake, stake a tab in the dark, okay? Yeah. Uh, George Orwell, 1984. <gasps> no. Yeah, don't make that noise. Come on. I know I've lost. <laughs> <laughs> so 1984 was written in 1948. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it turns out that the first reference to the concept of virtual reality came from the science fiction um, short story Pygmalion Spectacles. Oh, of course, I'm very familiar. Which was a 1935 short story by Stanley G. Weinbaum. So I was 13 years out. He described as a goggle-based virtual reality system with holographic recordings of fictional experience, including smell and touch. Human beings are amazing. Isn't that wonderful? Is it, it is wonderful. Was that it? Was that the only other question? No, there's one more. Let me just... Um, okay. I don't know yeah, what sure. it's going to be yet. Just take your time. Just take your time. Just, um, There's no rush. It's not like go. it's... Yeah, it's no effort. Okay. Okay, here we mm. go. This is definitely mm. what the next question is going to be. Right. Um, when were the first... I've got two more questions. But when were the first... Oh, God. Pornographic VR uh, movies made? Do you want a year? Yeah. I'm going to say... Ooh, this could be a trick one. Uh, assuming that we're talking about the recent wave of VR, I'm going to say 2012. You said 2012. Uh, well, um, according to my source, which is Wikipedia, <laughs> yeah, um, they've been there's been VR products and porn since late 2015. Oh, so maybe they've just well, been. What the fuck did I play in 2011? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> okay, and the last question: Can you name three companies? That have applied VR into their pornographic products. No, I can't. Well, Do you want me just to name three porn brands? Is that what you're asking me? Go for it. One of them might be doing it. Okay, Brazzers. Nope. Oh, really? I was really banking on that one. Um, <laughs> uh, I actually don't know any other porn brands. Yeah, you do. I actually don't. Actually, I don't pay for my porn. Come on. No, but I mean, think of the things you see in the little corners on Pornhub. <laughs> oh, people, people crop them out, don't they? Those cheapskates. <laughs> Aren't you doing your market research when you're on those websites? Um, yes. I've, I very much enjoyed masturbating to this porn. <laughs> I'm going to visit the retailer's website. No, of course you're fucking not. As soon as you're done, you're like, I'm very ashamed. Oh, I hope I'm this one has a mailing a, list. <laughs> I'm going to go have a lie down and a cry. <laughs> okay. The three that I was looking for was Naughty America, which is the one I thought you'd know of. Of course, yeah. No, I've actually... Okay, I've genuinely never heard of that one. Badoink VR, which is a great Definitely name, Definitely not heard of it's that one. It's a great one. name. And yeah. Kink. Kink. Oh, I might have heard of that one, actually. Okay, now I'm that means that you got, out of a possible five points, mm. one point. Um, Do I win, though? And unfortunately, that makes you first place, and you're the winner. Well done. Yay! I haven't had anyone to compete against since Patrick died. 
Every time we do this just makes me think, oh, I can't believe Patrick's actually but you dead. S- you still lose sometimes when you get no answers, right? That's true. I can. It is possible to lose. You're right. You are right. <laughs> you know what? When I get PSVR, Simon, yep. the first thing I'm going to do, I might even do it tonight, is I'm going to look around and see if someone has worked out how to make VR porn work through the PS4's browser, and I'll let you know how it is. Good. And I look right. forward to that um, in the next show. Oh, hello. Didn't hear you come in. I'm esteemed voice actor Richard McGonagall. And what I find goes best with a glass of brandy, open fireplace, and my best smoking jacket and slippers is a good episode of PlayStation Radio UK. You know you want to be like me. So go on. Get listening. End of the show. End of the show. End of the show. Thank you so much for listening with your ear holes. Sometimes you have headphones in them and sometimes you do not. Are they earphones if they go in and headphones if they go over? They're earbuds if they go in. They're earphones if you've given it the wrong name. Right, if you're you're a grandma. See, (laughs) I think... When I hear ear... When I hear um, earbuds, I think those shitty ones that everyone had about seven or eight years ago, you know, the little weird jelly ones that just poke into your ears, not like the proper iPhone buds. Are they different? I thought they were just the same. I don't know. That's just what I think when I hear that name. When I hear headphones, I think the iPhone headphones that I'm wearing right now. I can't use them. They don't fit in my ears. They're a special flake. I think mine mine are too big. They fall out. Right. And you were also having problems with the PSVR headphones as well, weren't you? Well, in theory, <laughs> not apparently, in apparently it's fine. Never forget. Apparently it's fine, so it'll be okay. Anyway, Simon, tell the fine folk how they can send short, concise, and sexy emails to us. Well, first things first, go to the the website. I was thinking, I really struggled not to say I'm a realist. <laughs> yes, I was about to say that as well. Um, go to the website, which is www.playstationradio.co.uk. You can see all our episodes there. If you want to see the best way to get to the archives of episodes, click on the wee RSS button and make sure that you, you can view Does RSS that feeds. That way you get every single episode. Um, what else is there you can do? You can go to our Twitter, which is at PS Radio UK. Uh, you can go to our Facebook, which is facebook.com slash PlayStation Radio UK. Our YouTube is slash PlayStation Radio UK as well. And you can go to our PS4 community. This week, we didn't have a PS4 community because we forgot. Shit. We did forget, but I actually have one. Let's do it now then. You want to do it now? Okay. Yeah. Communities, sexy, scary, fun. We're going to look around PSN and try not to shoot our palms. Join us, why don't you? As we seek out the truth to reveal some pedos and try to look at boobs. Sexy times. Oh, that's that's hard. Right, this one comes in from Cranky underscore Wombat on PSN. Awesome. I don't have any other details apart from the. He's taken a screenshot of the top. And the header is a load of cartoon anime babes. Oh no! Who who have the faces of ten year olds? This could be any anime, to be fair. What? Just random ten year olds? Just photoshopped? No, no, it on. could. It could. No, it could be. Could easily. These these anime characters could easily be young children, right? Oh my god! They've got perky, impossible breasts that don't make sense. Like they couldn't exist. Um, <laughs> Oh, shit. Sorry, hang on, I'm getting distracted. 
very modestly, they all have tape over their areolas and nipples. And you know how it displays half of the header image at the top, and then the second half is sort of obscured by that black band that goes across? Yeah. Where the text is? Mm -hmm. I'm just looking through that. They appear to be crouching down and not wearing any underwear. Wow. So they've got the nipple tape on, which is very tasteful. No underwear. So I can see anime vagina, I think. <laughs> so they've got like nipple tape, but then they've just got labia hanging out. Yeah, just letting the labia up. hang out. Uh, <laughs> this community is called R18 Plus. People who do not wear underwear is what this is called. People who do not wear underwear. PlayStation 4, ladies and gentlemen. The, the, uh, the, the subtitle is No Full Monty, No Life. So, what, so this is like a nudist community. thing. Maybe. But nipple tape apparently can't show a nipple. That's obscene. Yes. Yeah, so uh, that's just fucked up. The profile photo appears to be a Japanese woman, but like not in an not in an unsuitable way. Just like a picture of a of like a middle aged Japanese woman's face. She appears to be giving like at a press conference or something. She might even be a politician. I have no idea what this is. That is a community that exists. Thank you, Cranky underscore Wombat on PSN for that. That is this week's community that makes me most embarrassed to play on PlayStation 4. Please send others in via email to fishandchips at playstationradio.co.uk. Or, as other submissions have been done so far, send me a PSN message with the screenshot attached. Whatever's easiest for you. It's all good. Simon. Yes. Thank you so much for coming to play today. Thank you as well. God, you could deliver that with a little less enthusiasm. <laughs> and thank I you all for listening. Love you all. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the PlayStation Radio UK podcast. To find out more, go to www.playstationradio.co.uk or follow us on Twitter at PSRadioUK. So, if you've never played a computer game, don't dismiss them. There are games for all mentalities. It's just that the good games are hidden behind a massive crap.